Good evening and happy new year to all of you. Welcome to the Speakeasy Podcast. I am your host, Constance Woolard, and this is our series on relationships and Christian dating. And tonight, our topic of discussion is, if loving you is wrong, do you want to be right? Let me say that again. If loving you is wrong, do you want to be right? Hmm. Big question. Good question. So tonight I have two of my panelists here with me. I have two more that will join later. I have Tracy Carr. Good evening, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, and I have Pastor Robert Cockfield. Good evening, Pastor Cockfield. How are you? Doing great. Okay. And so you two heard our topic of discussion. And so let's talk about this thing. You know, relationships happen every day. Relationships start, relationships end. Relationships are kind of teased with a little bit and played with. Uh, innuendos are made, hints are thrown out, uh, sniffing takes place. You know, you sniff a little bit here and sniff a little bit there, and all kind of thoughts run through your mind, and you're like, hmm, should I go there? Is it safe for me to go there? Do I really want to go there? Now, I know this thing is not right for me, but do I really care? about being right if loving you is wrong do you want to be right so pastor cockfield talk to us for a minute give us your thoughts on the subject well um to to, to be truthful um i've been on both sides of the fence where you do it the right way and you do it the wrong way and so let me start with it depends on what your benchmarks or standards are, and that can be at any given time. And what I mean by that is, it's a lot of folks that know what the Bible has to say. <laughs> they can quote scriptures. They can talk about, you know, um, I was raised a certain way and my doctrinal position, all that stuff. But they still find themselves in relationships that they shouldn't find themselves in. Being if they're married and having an extramarital affair, even if they were not married, but they're it's from a biblical perspective, fornicating, as they call it, or fornication. Or it could just be that, um, and I use this term very lightly because I don't want it to be misconstrued. But as some street folks would say, being a whore, just out there, just doing your own thing and just, you know, just ripping up all kind of geographical locations just to find sexual pleasure. So my take on this is it really depends on where where is your body soul and spirit at at the time that's one who you connected to is it is it god or yourself that's two and three um when you are indulging in those type of things and if it's the flesh or your body and soul and your heart 
without the connection of God, you're going to do it. And what's going to really sustain you from or stopping you from doing it? I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And, and, it, and I think we lie about that a lot. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to justify it. No. To answer your question, it's many times I knew it was right, what was wrong. I did it because I wanted to do it. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't. Uh, it just happened. Um, it snuck up on me. No, no. I wanted to do it. And then, God forbid, if you do it and it's good or it's better than what you had or have, you're in trouble. You're on fire. And that's and that's the God on the truth. And I've seen a many go down in flames because it was better than what they had or what they have. And, and, and so I think it just comes back down to transparency. And let me just throw this in here, too. I think too much blame gets shifted when we know we want to do the wrong thing. Like I've heard uh, many people in relationships say, you know, if it's consummated or not and say, oh, I fell into it or, you know, it just snuck up on me or, it, you know, she did this, he did that. Quit lying. At the end of the day, it was a choice that has to be made by that individual. And, and you got to own it. And that's why I, I teach my kids. I tell everybody else, if you do it, own it. Just just say you own it, you know, instead of just lying to people because it, it really does no good for you or the other person or anybody else that's um, attached to that. Okay, fantastic. So let me ask you this. Where does maturity, and when I speak of maturity, I'm speaking of age-wise, growth-wise, spiritual maturity. Where do they fit? And this um, whole gambit here. They, they, How do they fit? They do fit. And and it, and it really comes down to, let me start with this. So <clears throat> for me, because I grew up in a church, when the spiritual maturity plays a big part, if I so desire to let it. So it's not that the maturity is not present. Do I want to be mature at that moment or time or space and place in my life? That's one. Even from a natural perspective, that there are certain instances where I might feel that what I'm doing is mature. I can the famous line is nobody's business what I do. That's that can be an endearment to say that I'm mature, that I'm a big boy, and this is a choice that I have made. Does it make it right? No. It's it's it it really is in. It's a heart matter. You know, it's, it's what we use to justify what maturity is. For me, are we talking the village? We talking biblically? Are we, we talking the way I was raised? I, I, I think it's just, it really just comes down to, again, what are you subscribing to, 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 to really um, define what that maturity is? And I'm going to throw this out here. We talked about this before on your show. I'm the first to tell you, I come up from the streets and I, I came up where parents, siblings, everybody said, it's okay. You know, do you, long as you're not messing or bothering nobody else. That's a sign of maturity. So see, it just depends on your center reference and, and, and um, the environments that you are in and what you subscribe to that really def defines from an ind individual perspective, what is maturity when it comes to that? 
Okay. So now I'm thinking more of from exp- life experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe something I would have done in my 20s, 30s, 40s. Now where I am in this stage of the game, I won't entertain it. So okay. that's my interpretation of maturity. You know, spiritually, it's wrong. Yeah, it may look good, but as we all know, everything that looks good is not good. True. It, it, it looks good, sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you you got this this person talking to you, and I mean, they coming on hard, and they coming strong, and it sounds good. But we all have that little inner being that tells us, uh, "Don't go, don't go there." Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> leave that alone. Let, let's get let's be transparent about this too. Okay. 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 So so you're right. There's certain things I did early on in my 20s, even from a sexual perspective, that no, I wouldn't do now. But <clears throat> the act may be the same. It's just that I'm not. You know, I'm just being clear about this. But say. I won't have four or five friends uh, <coughs> or <coughs> women or whatever you want to call it. Friends with benefits. Is what yes, yes, it. yes. I, okay. I mean, I just won't have five of them or 10 of them or whatever. Okay. So, so, that, okay. So, so I wouldn't do that like I did in my 20s. Or here's another one. And from a male's perspective, okay, I'm not going to mess with somebody in their 20s or 30s or whatever because I'm hitting 60. So that's. That's almost like child molestation. I mean, I don't, I don't want to do that. I mean, that's that they could be my child. So, no, I wouldn't do that. So, I, I think again, it just depends on what you define as going back to what you just said, maturity at and and what rules of the game that we want to play at this point in our lives. And you know, it's not to say that I won't, I won't do certain the same act. It's just that I would just do it different. And that's transparency. And I don't think we want to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, we we, we don't. We just want to. We want, the mature thing, it seems, nowadays, is just to lie about you doing it, period, and say, stay out of my business, versus just be transparent enough to say, no, um, I, I'll do this. I just won't do it the way that I did it before. I just changed the rules of the game. That happens every day. And I don't care who you are. It's, it's happening in churches. It's happening on the job. It's happening in, in family dynamics. That's the truth. So I know some old heads are still doing some stuff that, you know, I would consider, is that, man, aren't you too old for that? And then they, they, they older than me. But I have to be careful with that because I don't, I don't know the history behind them. It just may be whatever they're doing now. That's maturity to them. And it's a matter of being non-judgmental. Yes. You know, it comes down to being non-judgmental, but at the same time, being transparent. Because, you know, I listen to a lot of people talk and verbalize things that have happened to them or things that they have experienced and that they are still experiencing as a result of past things that they've witnessed or been a part of, and they are searching for truth and no one has given them that truth. And so that's why I felt that this topic was so important. You know, I had a a gentleman tell me one time, and at the time we were both in our fifties. And he said to me, well, you know, I prefer 
younger women. <laughs> and I looked at him, I says, oh, yes, that's what I prefer. I says, okay, no problem. If that's your preference, we all have preferences. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to allow you to have your preferences. So I backed off. And then when he didn't hear from me for a while, he's like, what happened? I said, well, you know, you told me that you had preferences and that you preferred younger women. So there was no need of me further entertaining a relationship with you because of what you said to me. And he says, no, you misunderstood me. Listen to what I'm saying. I like young women. Don't get me wrong. He says, young women are fun. They're exciting. But when it comes down to building the farm, Mm -hmm. young woman is not it. You need a woman of substance. Okay? You You need a woman that stands for something. You need a woman that knows who she is as a woman and as an individual. That's what I'm talking about. He said, young woman, one o'clock in the morning, she thinks it's fun to get up and run to McDonald's. He says, well, I'm not going to McDonald's at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he says, first of all, I don't eat McDonald's. Uh-huh. I'm not going to McDonald's at 1 a.m. in the morning. He <laughs> says, so you misunderstood me. Yes, I like looking at younger women. They're Ooh. nice to look at. They are fun. But when it comes down to me, and the mate, the perfect mate that I choose to build the farm, young woman is out of the question. Out of the question. And so, Tracy, you have been quiet tonight. What are your thoughts on this topic? Ooh-wee. Um, That's a powerful question. And you know me, sometimes I can be very deep well, come and on. wonderful. Come on with it. Um, yeah, for me... Um, Ooh, it's a lot of angles you can go. Um, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. No, um, not I don't want to be. Do you want to be? Look, I, I said I don't want to be. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, You know what? It's it's a double-edged sword when it comes to that. Um, even something that, um, that um, Robert was saying. Sometimes you find yourself in situations that you don't even know how you you landed there. Um, and it's back to maturity. Um, it starts out one way and ends up another way. And then um, I have said this before, something that feels so right can be so wrong. And um, once again, some of the things that you spoke about was the, the word of God, living the standard, you know, the means of knowing what is right in God's eyes, but, you know, dealing with the past, um, dealing with things that you have seen growing up, um, you know, is, is one of those things It's a challenge and you have to be mature, mature about it because of the people that surround you, um, that can be involved as well. And you just don't want your good to be evil spoken of. And so because of those things, you do have to be careful, but at the same time, you know, is like you said, I don't want to be right, but it's so wrong. Um, the other thing that um that I thought about, um, let's talk about us as individuals. If loving you, me is wrong, I don't want to be right. A lot of times 
we put ourselves aside to accommodate, to help and fix somebody else. And it's one of those things that you, you know who you are, but you deplete yourself, kind of like we discussed before. You deplete yourself to complete somebody else. Um, and it gets to a point in your life where you want to learn how to complete yourself. It's not that you're not being mature. It's just that sooner or later you grow up and you put yourself in a position like I have neglected myself for so long to make sure everybody else is taken care of. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what was your expectation of taking care of that other person? Because um, it comes off like you don't love you, but you do. It's just a, it's just a part of your characteristic, you know? So it's like, what do you do with that? And so that is something um, that I'm learning. And um, I think I had said on a different show about 2023 um, about me, but I was sharing with, uh, I believe it was Robert about, it's not that it's about me. It's the fact that if I'm no good to myself, how can I be good for anybody else? So that's the type of thing that, you know, I think. And for this year, I said, God, I want to be better. I want to be more mature, even when it comes to your word. Um, I, I want to live by the standard of God. But at the same time, we don't always get it right. And you don't know what life obstacles. That, that's why I said, you know, um, I was saying something about chapters in a book. And when you talk about chapters, I'm like, man, there are so many chapters and you don't know what page you're about to turn into because you don't know what's inside that chapter to get that person to where they are. So even back to if loving you is wrong, it can be wrong, but the situation sometimes make it so right. So um, it's just a self-reflection. It, it puts you back in a predicament like opening up that book, open up that chapter and the truth actually sooner or later reveals itself. And sometimes I even talk to God and I say, God, in that process of knowing, sometimes it could be what God has assigned you to, um, not necessarily knowing that if that person is strong enough to be with them themselves. A lot of people make things about sex and it's not about sex. Sometimes it's just somebody just being accountable and just making sure that, hey, that person that you do love is a-okay and that person that loves you is a-okay and so i think sometimes we take it out of context and and because of the way we look at things from a biblical standard and yes i get it but at the same time like i said when the truth reveals itself on how things actually transpire um sometimes i say okay god what do you do with this so if it's wrong i don't want to be right and i yield my mic Okay, now you mentioned an interesting point. You said the situation sometimes makes it right. But what if it's the situation that makes it wrong? Talk oh, to yeah. me about that. Okay, so what makes it wrong is when you start letting them body parts get involved emotionally, physically. Um you know, it's, it's the sexual content. And, and that's the part people don't want to talk about is the sexual part. Um, you, you get so mixed up. It is, Hey, when it comes to that, you, you know, you get to a position where you want what you want. And, um, it could be something simple. Like I said, sex don't just start uh, up in the bedroom. Sex starts over the telephone. Sex could saying, Oh, how was your day? And that's thing you know, you know, and I think I was sharing this with somebody before, I was saying, like, uh, I think the discussion basically was about 
how do two people end up in the wrong situation? And so I said, well, it takes two people to take their clothes off. So it's, it's, it's a decision that you make because ain't nothing going to slip and flip and dip unless you make it happen. So, you know, you get to a point in your life where those are the obstacles and those are the decisions that you make and you enjoy it. But it's back to that thing that I was saying. If this is, if, if, if loving you is wrong, why does it feel so right? Well, I, I, let, me, let me say something. Go ahead, so, Pam. So, so first of all, let me, let me make this clear. <clears throat> Purpose and intent plays a big part in this. And if I'm supposed to be accountable to the people that I am to be accountable for, and even as a shepherd, I'm wrong, period. I can't, you, can, you, you can't, there's nothing, no justification in it. That's number one. And number two, even, yeah, so I, so so that's one. Because at the end of the day, I was purpose for what God brought me here for. But here's here's what I want to throw out here, right? So um, I'm just going to give you an example of a scripture and how things can go south. So Proverbs 31, 10 through 11, an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels we've heard this the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain now just in reading that scripture there are variables in that that could just make it wrong fences is there trust between you and this person what do you do when there's no trust in him or what got you there you could just start off the relationship lying saying oh i trust you i don't because of previous experiences before you got married it's, it's how things are brought to the table and what you do with them and that and and that transparency It's going back to transparency. So if if I'm in that situation, if you married for a long time and then you turn around and say, OK, well, we don't trust each other. And then hypothetically, say a person say, I don't want you no more. Well, then in my heart, I could take two positions. OK, God, I'm going to do the right thing and see what the end going to be and see how this is going to work itself out and just leave well enough alone. Or I could take this position and, and this disposition, and I could say, well, you know what? Uh, uh, someone else's trash is someone else's treasure. So good. i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my thing. There again, that's me making that decision. What we go wrong is lying to people and like, like God has something to do with it. God ain't had nothing to do with that. That was my decision. I chose to say, okay, well, you don't want me. Somebody else will. And then I have choices to make. How do I consummate and, first of all, dissolve and resolve this first relationship that, that's in crisis? And then what do I do to do his will and way and do it right? Do I have the patience to do that? Do I have the will mm -hmm. to do that? Do, do, because of previous hurts, do I even want to do it? I, that's being transparent. I might just say, you know what? God, I'm, you know what? Hey, I'm tired of this. I just, and you dispense God in the whole process. That's truth. We don't want to say it. God know, I know. <clears throat> and then when people ask, they should know. You should just be honest and just tell the truth. You know what's right. You said it. I don't want to do right. That's that that's a choice we make. And let me just go one step further. And if you make that decision, is it right for me to say that I'm holding a standard of God? We don't want to be honest about that. We should just be honest and say, 
at this moment in my life, I'm not holding that standard because I just choose not to. Like Tracy said, is it really about sex or when it? No, that's just right now. I'm in a, I'm in the desert. I'm dry. I'm just this is where I'm at. That's transparency, and I, I think that's what people just looking for. That if 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 we do more of that, where we're at, we all can learn something. Tracy, you you just threw out uh, some terms. Flip, dip, and what? Lip, dip. And I don't know the other one I said. I, I forgot what you said. I, I meant to write it down. Flip, dip. I said, ooh. You flip. said flip, dip, and slip. Okay. Flip, dip, it's and lip. skip. Okay. Dip. But what I was going to say, piggyback on uh, what, what Robert just said, this, this is the thing that I believe, you know, especially when it comes to leaders, I, I think as far as being transparent and being very, very honest. You know, I was sharing once again, you know, when I would go through my little tests and trials, the first thing that people say, and you call yourself a woman of God, I said, no, I don't call myself a woman of God. I am a woman of God. There's a difference. But the thing is, is that I am not perfect and I do fall. But I have to ask myself during that time of that fall, am I trying to be the little God myself or am I fully like it ordained or fully studying or fully covered like am i doing everything to cover myself to keep me from being just in that rightful position and sometimes once again you get in that position where hey here you go again i mean especially when you've been dealing with this all your life what have you really seen is two sides of a fence and when you say two sides of a fence i said i have my mother the dna and I have my father. I have learned so much more and more every day. And my sons and I talk about it because of these generational curses. And you sometimes don't even realize that you're living the generational curse that has been going on. And then one day you get a phone call and it's revealed to you. And you're like, what in the world? And so for me, I have decided because of some of the things that I have learned recently, I, it bothers me because I don't want to live that same life that was revealed to me. And I know this. And some of this stuff has been going on for 40 something years. So wow. it's, it's okay. And no, no, it's not okay. So what does that look like? So it's for me, sometimes it becomes very personal, very hurtful because, and the other thing about myself is that I don't like, living in a place where I'm thinking one thing is going on. Then when I find out that it's not, then I'm in, I'm being in a place that, I mean, I'm thinking we, we going down the right street and then boom, what? And then here you are. And, and sometimes life is too far gone and saying, you now you're saying, oh, okay, God, how do we fix this? You know? So I'm saying as far as individuals, you know, you you want something. I was told today, and I I, I laugh because I'm like, why do people feel like they can read my book? And they say, Tracy, and I and I think I shared with Robert, and I think I may have shared with Constance before. You are so independent. And I said, okay, so what are you saying? You you'll be fine with a man or without a man. You know how to take care of your own. And I don't like hearing that, even though I know that's just me. Because a lot of times I be doing stuff, and you be like, what the world? But I don't like hearing that because at my age, I want to enjoy life. I want to share, you know, with that person or somebody that I can just go hang and just 
like I said, enjoy living life. That's it. Enjoy living life. And I'm like, why is it that, oh, Tracy, you'll be fine. I, I don't want to hear all that. I don't. You know, I just want to enjoy life. What's wrong with enjoying wow. life? Wow. That's it. Wow. And so yeah. I'm going to get with one Nita here in a second, but I have one more question I want to throw out there on the table. You know, you said you asked God to fix it. My question is, why wasn't God consulted from the beginning? Oh, because let me tell you something. Woman of God, I'm saying because when you being that little G, you already feel like it's already being fixed. And you feel like, once again, you got to know the difference between an assignment and what you're really supposed to be doing. If you don't recognize that assignment and maybe that assignment is over, then maybe you're becoming the one who now has been stuck. Because what happens is you got to realize that we are being taught lessons. And if you don't learn that lesson, you're going to go deeper and you're going to go deeper. And then you're going to ask yourself, how did I get in this position? And you're so far gone when you haven't contacted God anyway. And for me, I'm a dreamer. So because I'm a dreamer, you got to be careful even what you dream because what is really being revealed. So you have to ask God and know God and learn to hear what he's saying. And during my time when I was going through my little fasting and my surgery, whatever, God revealed a whole lot to me. And I'm like, wow, it's, it's not that because it started out. Well, let me take that back. It may not have started out the God way, but God still gave me a discernment that there are certain things that I needed to do. When he called me, I answered. It was just certain things that, that took place. And now, you know, now is what was what, uh, Robert, his favorite thing. Now you have to deal with the, the consequences of own, some of the decisions. Yes. Yeah. You have to take ownership. And the thing about it is, what the, 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 the honestly the truth is is that when you have two people that may be doing wrong what are you owning because you all if there's no labels there's nothing that you, you you're just at coexisting you have to own what you have done but what are you owning and where are you going so so so, so let me throw this out here so what what do we own this is ephesians 4 1 through 3 and i'm not trying to get deep and wonderful this is yes, first of all no, I'm not. Did she asked a question? It was it was transparency. She asked, "Why didn't you consult me in the first place?" Okay, so passes. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And guess what? If I'm not at peace, I'm gonna get a peace. That's just being transparent. And if net, I'm sorry, <laughs> when when we not in the right alignment with God, that's what happens. And nobody want to talk about that. So I done learned, seen, done it myself, even as a leader. Guess what? If I'm not at peace, I'm not in, I'm, I'm not aligned spiritually. My spirit ain't connected to God's spirit. I am not listening to God. I ain't talking to God. And and another peace is present. That peace is gonna be the peace that you're gonna be dealing with. Now that's the truth. Okay, so all right. Thank you for authenticity. What scripture okay. was that? Okay, it that, came from Ephesians four, wasn't it? Um, Ephesians four one through three. Okay, all right. So one need a good evening, and thank you so much for joining. You've heard all this discussion. 
You've heard all the commentary. Uh, your facial expressions have shown some shock. <laughs> so come on and talk to us about it. If loving you is wrong, do you really want to be right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. I want what I want. And when, when that flesh is rising up, the flesh is going to get what it's going to get. Okay. So, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she said, no, I do not. All right. So this is a very interesting discussion. Um, Pastor Cockfield has given us some scriptures to consider. But I think I can say that the general consensus is that we don't consult God as we should when we entertain these relationships. We go for it. And Tracy, you said that you have to be able to discern whether it's an assignment. Well, my thing is, is it an assignment or a hookup? And if it's a hookup, who put the hook out there? That's what I want to know. That's I'm what I'm saying. Asking for a friend. That's right. Where's what? Where, see, that's what I'm talking about. Hook up. There Look, you go. Even Adam and Eve knew what they was doing. God yeah. told them, they, "Don't do that." And what they do? Oh they man, do. made all kind of excuses. All that. That's what I'm saying. We know what we're doing. They knew what they was doing, but then they got caught. So the hookup. And, and let me let me talk about that hookup real quick. Come on, man. This is what I've heard and seen so much, and it's ridiculous. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask for this. I, I didn't, you lying wonder. Yes, you did. You, you knew doggone well what you wanted in the first place. And Juanita just said it. She said, Ooh. no, I want what I want. That's the bottom line. And if spirits line up, I, I'm, I'm talking about spirits. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about the spirit. If spirits okay. line up, oh, it's hell to pay. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, guess what you going to do? You going to, you, the, Kindred spirits gonna line up and see the enemy smart. He ain't stupid. He know what your weaknesses are. He'll bring you just what it's gonna take for you to go down in flames or for you to do what you're gonna do. Where I got the problem is just be honest about it. Say instead of saying, Lord, I thank you, just say, Well, Satan, that was pretty good. Uh, huh? That was that's tasty. I I you know what? Thank you for the dish. Huh? We don't want <laughs> we don't want to do that. We want to sit here. And lie on God. That is crazy, man. Own your stuff. Sorry. Okay, Tracy. You can, you can own it. But the reason why I said knowing if it's an assignment, because sometimes it is. Sometimes you don't even know you're about to get hooked on the hookup. Sometimes you, your soul is back to what we talked about as far as being blinded. Because you're thinking one thing, but but when them, but when them scales come off the mask, you try to figure out how in the world did I get in this situation? And it, and it happens. I hate to say it. It happens. Sometimes, it, I mean, I don't know if I can speak about anybody else. Sometimes you can really be going to do X, Y, Z and you get so comfortable and going to do X, Y, Z. And that's thing you know, your comfort is getting very too close for comfort. And you there, and that's just being transparent. And once again, I hate to say it about, like I said, leaders. You know, uh, I'm going to say even leaders in the pulpit because your cup has really overflowed. And when it goes empty, those are the most sneakiest, craziest times that before you know it, boom. And guess what? Some of them, they may want it to happen, 
hey, you never know. But at the same time, some people really go in with the right intentions of doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, okay, and so, if I'm a, so I'm a leader. And here's I've said this before. I blame parishioners just as much as the leader and leaders of the leader because they they give passes. See, we don't yeah. want to talk about it either. So so let's let's hit that one. Now, I've been there before, been there and done it. So guess what? It's a lot of cats in the pulpit, him and her, been tearing up some stuff. And then the church know, and then the leadership know, and the members like, well, that Negro can preach. So you know what? Uh, we don't want another pastor. We're going to give them a pass. Or it could just be other leaders who him or her hanging around. And they doing the same stuff. And it's all about the money. It's all about filling them seats. It's all about business. And they know doggone well that cat dirty, him or her. And they give them passes. And when you keep doing that, and I blame Prince too, you, you set them glass houses up. And then you just tell people, don't throw the rock. Don't, don't break the glass. Nobody going to get better. That's why the whole church ends up jacked up. That's true. So there again, it's transparency. We we all are culpable in a lot of this stuff because behind the scenes, we don't want to tell the truth. We're giving passes and we're saying it's okay. So you're going to have those jacked up behaviors because church ain't nothing but a sample size of the community in the first place. So if you're hoeing, that means it's other hoes in there too. And then guess what? You got to be careful. And if we just give people passes like that, it's going to be a lot of hoeing. Okay. All right. So once again, Pastor Carfield has put it plainly out there for us. So if loving you is wrong, do you want to be right? Now, back in the 60s, there was a young man by the name of Luther Ingram. And he had a song, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be. Luther just went ahead and told the truth. He just went ahead and told the truth. Now I don't want to be right. I'm going to do what I want to do, whether it's wrong or whether it's right. He put it out there. But for me, I decided to put a twist on it. And guess what? I'm getting the same response. Question just kind of twisted a little bit. Getting the same response. So the overall consensus is when it comes to loving, if that's what you want to call it, or as Pastor Cockfield say, ho-ing, if that's what you want to call it. Tracy wanted to put it real nice, prim and proper and say assignment, but no ma'am, no ma'am, hook up. It's a hook up. There's no other way to size it or shape it. It's a hook up. And we're getting the same response. People want what they want, how they want it, and they'll pray and ask for forgiveness later. Let's just go ahead and be for real. Talk to me, somebody. Juanita. They'll pray and ask for forgiveness sometimes. Okay. If they want what they want, then ain't no being sorry, young. Forgive me. Because they're going to do it again. So sometimes okay. they'll pray and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Most so times. You said sometimes. Most times when they caught, then yeah, okay. Now let me ask for forgiveness because I knew I shouldn't have been doing this in the first place. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Now when they want, okay. when you want what you want, you go get what you want and don't care what nobody says about it. So when the person gets caught and they say they're sorry, are they sorry because they got caught or they're sorry for their actions? Hmm. That's a good question. 
no, I, I can give you that one. You, 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 you're sorry for both because you okay. didn't got caught and you're sorry for your actions. And, and let me explain this. And then guess what? You pray God don't break it. Just go on and break your back. Just go on and smoke you because let's, we know again, know what I'm doing. I'm just, can you give me some grace and mercy? Can you, man, that's what we do. And, and, and people don't want to, they don't want to talk about that. Like, okay, God, now let's dismiss what I'm doing. Let's pray. Let's pray about the weather. Let's, let's pray about the, the huh? Something else. No, let's skip that subject. We, it don't even have to be a relationship. We do other stuff that we know is sinful. And guess what we do? We dismiss it. Still call ourselves communicating, talking with God and hope and pray. He give us a pass. That's because we know what we're doing. Now, I feel this way. Maybe this is too strong what I'm about to say. But Lord have mercy. Church, the institution has taught us to lie so so much. One minute they saying, live holy, live right. Don't do this. Don't do it. Then when they they then some it depends on who it is. Then they say, Oh, you know what? It's okay. God will forgive you. God, okay. Then the next minute, then it depends on who this other person is. Oh, you're going straight to hell. Well, which one is it? So I'm just like, you know, it's some days I'm just like, well, what the hell? Are we all going to hell? What the hell are we doing? What what in the, what in the hell just happened? It's it's ridiculous. And 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 that's that I, I think that's riding that fence. You 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 just riding the rails. You you mm -hmm. saying, okay, that's I ain't got smoked or lightning hit me or nothing yet. So let me see how far I can go with this. That's truth. That's what we do every day. And you know, it just relationships is just sin, period. And we know it. And and so, you know, you're right. I hook up with somebody. That's what I'm doing. I'm just hoping that it work out. That's it. So let me throw this out there. So you you find yourself in this awkward, or maybe it's not awkward, mm. in this position. Mm. And you even though you know it's wrong, but you desire that it materializes into something. Number one, how can you have that expectation that it materializes into something that's going to be blessed by God, number one? And number two, how can you expect that God will bless that mess? Talk to me, somebody. Uh, um, to yourself. That's what you're doing, lying okay. to yourself. Okay. 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 Thank you, Juanita. Mess. Thank you, Juanita. Pastor Carpio. Uh, She's right. And, and guess what? Now, and, and here's me. I, I, it comes to a point to where you have to just surrender to what you're doing and know it's wrong. And then just say, okay, God, what, what is right? And then be willing to do it. But we still stuck on the first phase of this, what you just discussed. Oh, man, he, he can't, he's not going to bless it until body, soul, and spirit line up with his spirit. And we get realigned back to what our purpose and intent was in the first place and why he got us here. And then and I can't make it about me. This is not about my desires or none of this. It's about his will and weight. And I think we just don't want to. That's a hard. That's hard on both parties, whoever it is. That's hard, especially when you have gotten so far out there. And you don't even remember. Or, no, it ain't remember. You don't you don't even really know how to get back where you should, especially when you made a jackass of yourself. And I said just what I just said. You made ass of yourself. You go out here and do this crazy stuff. And then now people are like, oh, do I even trust him or her? 
Do I even believe what they have to say? There's a lot of ground that needs to be covered. Do I even have the strength? I? Well, in God I do. But do I even want to deal with God after I've disappointed him too? And I've been there. Well, I just say, you know what? I don't, I don't want to read. I don't want to pray. I, I don't even want to talk to him. Now it's like, you got an option because God ain't going nowhere. But these are truths. We, we put ourselves in those positions. We would love to get it fixed. But where are you at with God and where are you at with yourself spiritually? That's tough. That's the reality, you know, being real. So. And so let me ask this question when you say, I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. Is it out of fear that you're running from God and trying to hide from God or you're not ready to face God? All the above. Okay. I don't want to face him. I don't. It's like having sex in a hotel and the Bible is right there in the drawer. All now, right. you, you, huh? You, you, talk, you I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all ain't never done that before. But this what happened. You, act, I don't want God to see me. Uh, man, dude, word right there. What, what you doing? That's the same thing. What am I doing? Where are you hiding? God ain't going nowhere. He's still there. So that's me as a human being thinking and believing that if I just don't talk to him and shut up, that he going to leave me alone. No, he is not. And the devil not either. So you got double trouble. And that's, you know, and that's go back to the garden. Double trouble. Enemy set you up. Jesus in the wilderness. What the enemy try to do? Jesus has some double trouble. I'm here to do the will of the Father, but man, the enemy is trying to trick me, trip me up with the word. That's that's reality. That's another thing from a spiritual perspective and a natural perspective. We deal with both every day. And I think we just think that the devil is dumb. He's not dumb. Lucifer in his previous glorified state, Satan in his present state. He was in heaven, got kicked out. The cat know how the game is played. When we try to outsmart him too, we we stupid. So it's double trouble, double trouble. Yes, we, we think we can shut God down by being quiet. And we think the devil going to leave us alone. No, he's not. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. We're giving him a pass to do his job when we sh we call ourselves shutting God down. It's it's impossible. So either way it go, you're done. It's, it's wow. trouble. That's wow. the reality. Wow. And, you know, I like the way you said that about Lucifer and his cats know how to play the game. And you're right. I never looked at it like that, but yeah, they know exactly how to play the game. They know exactly where to place you and who to bring into the mist to make that thing go awry. You're absolutely right. Wow. So does anybody have any final comments or anything they would like to add to this discussion? Tracy, I'll start with you. Yes. Um, Robert, he had said something very powerful. Um, and one of the things, you know, you're talking about God can't bless the foolishness. But I, I realize is that when you're dealing with two people, sometimes we lie to each other because of what we feel that we want. And if you already know that God is not going to bless it, why keep wasting your time? So my thing is, God first in everything you do, if you can come up here and say what God is not going to do, or bless it, then why keep putting yourself in a lie? So wow. that's wow. Thank you, Tracy, so much. Thank you so much. Juanita. Well, I would have to to agree. I mean, why lie to each other? 
you know that God is not going to bless any mess. He's not going to bless a hookup. Okay. He believes in marriage. So stop lying to yourself and stop lying to each other. Okay. Pastor Cockfield. The lies we tell. That, huh? That's that's okay. that's my comment. The lies we tell. Okay. And, and, and listen, I appreciate what both of them just said, but this is going back to that transparency. Again, I, I am where I am. I do what I do. I got to own what I do. And is it really about lying to anybody? It's just being honest enough to say, this where I'm at. And yes, for every cause, there's an effect. For every action, there's a reaction. And are, are you willing to take it? Are you willing to deal with it? Are you, you got to own that. Because apparently you are if you let it go this far. That's it. That's 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 being real. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I think the expectation is we all want to hear certain things. But do you really want to hear where a person's heart really lies? And can I handle that? Because if you are with somebody and they telling you, OK, this is where I'm at. I want to you. You started out with it. I want to do wrong. There you go. Now we're talking a whole different subject. If you said, "Oh, I want to be, I want to be right," that's a whole another way of living. That's see what I'm saying. So you you gotta just which lane we in is gotta call it what it is. Okay, Amen. Thank you so much. Listen, guys, I want to thank each of you for coming tonight and being honest and open and giving your insights on this topic. I thank each of you for participating in the discussion. And keeping it real, that's the main thing. The three of you kept it real. And that is what people need to hear. People need for to hear the reality and the authentic, authenticity of life issues. It's so much needed. So I thank all three of you, Tracy Carr, Robert Cockfield, and Juanita R. Williams. This is the Speakeasy Podcast. And I am your host, Constance Woolard, and I want to thank you so much for joining our first episode of 2023. We are here on Tuesdays, every first and third Tuesday, well, no, second and fourth Tuesday of the month. So until next time, may God continue to bless you richly today, tomorrow, and always, and have a good night.